Welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across from me like normal is my good friend Marty. How are you this week? I am good. It's weird to be uh, considered as normal, but uh, no, man, it's uh, it's pretty good. The fucking humidity disappeared a bit, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, we actually got some rain, much right. needed rain. So. Uh, yeah, it's been like 70 Now degrees. we got mow lawns again, which really sucks. Uh, I, I was enjoying the yellow lawn. Man, that's fucking great. Oh, Nothing yeah. growing. Dog chasing bumblebees because they're dumb. <laughs> I've been waiting for her to come in with just a fat lip because she's actually caught one. It's easier to find dog poop in the dry grass, too. So they're yeah, that's very there. true. So what else we got going on, Marty? Tell the people how they can contact us. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you can send us an uh, email at edgeoftheheadlightspodcast at gmail. Get a hold of us on Instagram. And drum roll. <laughs> I do terrible drum roll. I, I see that. But, I'm uh, not good no. at rolling my R's like you are. You're better at rolling <laughs> your tongue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we uh, actually have the Facebook up and running. It has been switched. It is now EOTH, That's all it. caps, yep. and that is it. Yep, EOTH, like it's an abbreviation for Edge of the Headlights. Yep. So come join us on there, post memes, but whatever, paranormal shit, just be respectable right. of each other. Yeah, just keep it fun. Because right now, I'm the only administrator on it, and I have the ultimate power. I'm a key man. So this this week's episode was brought to us by an email we got from a John, and he wanted us to talk about Giants. So like, yep, we'll do that. Not a problem. New York Giants, man. I think this next year they're going to be tearing They're kind of tough about the Mets, you know. (laughs) So New York Giants, I thought it was San Francisco Giants. That's for baseball. I thought we were talking about soccer. football. I, I'm waiting for the hockey giants to hop back up. <laughs> All right, we're not definitely not sports, so we're not talking it's about sports. De- definitely not sports. <laughs> we're going to talk There's about definitely no scoring here. No, no, any way you take scoring, it's not happening here. Okay, I don't want to take it that way. <laughs> we're going to talk about the big tall fuckers like Jolly Green Giant, but without the green skin. Right. Usually. Right. Well, yeah, on occasion. Some first, giant Paul Bunyan blue ox riding. I, I know what we were talking, talking about. Giants. We were researching this. I didn't even think of Paul Bunyan. Yeah, I, I, I found a few, and I was like, ah, it's Paul Bunyan. And there are some cool Paul Bunyan stories. Don't get me wrong, but I really didn't delve into it either. No, I'm like, I totally based off Paul Bunyan from right. Minnesota. I'm like, I actually went there as a kid to Bemidji Falls. Oh, yep. yep. And the, you go walk in, and the, <laughs> your parents tell your name to this receptionist lady that when you buy the eighty dollar tickets. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you walk in the door and it's like, oh, welcome Rob and Marty. Yeah, and like, like oh. with, a real, with a really creepy voice. Yep. It's like bro blown out speakers. <laughs> it's one of those fun things that you get as like a kid. Did you ever, maybe you didn't, but my parents, they have like different books they could get where you could send it in and they would personalize the book. Basically, oh. it's just a, a blank-ass book with story. We just had cave paintings back in my days. Oh, yeah, gotcha. But yeah, they'd have just like an open space where somebody would type your name into that section and they would just like mass produce these things. You're just like five years old. It's like, that's my name in this book. Oh my God. Who can spell my name? I'm five years old and can't even spell my right. own name. I don't even talking? know how that works. <laughs> but I noticed too, a lot of our research, a lot of it, a lot of these minis- well, there's actually a website you can find by C Hall. It's like Bigfoot reporting. And this person has taken, like, reports of, like, all of giant sighting in North America oh. and the world. I would give it a better shout-out, but that's all I remember at Sea Hall. Right. And North American giant reports or something like that. Yeah. 
And it's actually, they had one for South Dakota, like in the lower down by Sioux Falls, Yankton area. I tried clicking on it. There's nothing for it, but it has like a symbol where somebody saw a giant down in that huh. area. It has oh, a lot of mound reports. And that's the right, most common right. things when yeah. you hear about giants, how they're all like in the mounds and everything. Like in Minnesota, like there's that one in Clearwater, Minnesota. Right, right. Yeah, in 1880, they found several giant skeletons were found with double rows of teeth, and they were found in these mounds, which is a very common occurrence. Yeah. So... I guess they didn't want to dig a big hole, so they just threw dirt over top of them. Right, 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 yeah. yeah. What do you got? Uh, no, that was one of the things that surprised me. I've heard lots of mound stories over the years of like, oh, we found this section in North Carolina, Northeast, wherever. I guess I did not realize until we really started digging into some of this how many of those were... In Minnesota? It, well, one, <laughs> yeah, in Minnesota. I knew there was a bunch in Missouri... And, like, up in the Northeast. But how many of them are actually listed as giant burials? Yeah. I, I did not realize that. Oh, yeah. I know they'd found some in different areas. But, uh, yeah, like way back, mid-1800s, it seems like this thing kind of blew up. Where we had, and I think a lot of it was the American expansion of settlers heading out. And they would come across these mounds. And start digging it up, and they're like, "Oh shit! This there's a skeleton in here. It's about ten foot tall." Yeah, and it gained national recognition. Oh yeah, anytime, anytime a body was found, like even like well, I'm just gonna say Minnesota because I found all like three or four just right. in Minnesota alone in the same period. But like in the Crescent, Minnesota, they found mounds. Anywhere there's mounds, it's almost guaranteed that you're gonna find giant bones. Yeah, which is really weird. It is, because there's a shit ton of mounds, man. In the U.S., just the ones we've found, there are some they're still finding now. Even like, in, well, now they, now you can't, if you get cut. Do not you dig in any of these yeah. mounds, people. Yeah, do, do not, not dig into do them. Do not do that. that. Is. Very, that is like a federal, you go to trouble, you become Bertha's babe. It, yeah. Now, it, we're talking, these were getting dug up back in like 1830s, 1820s. Yeah. And they just went, oh, yeah, that's weird. Shovel it over and... Uh, there's your there's your farmland, yep. and that's kind of what happened to a lot of it. Not all of them, yeah. There's but a, a lot of it. They just kind of went, "Oh, that's weird." Mm-hmm. Shovel it over. It's now a field. Yeah. You know? There's also been reports like I know I can't. A lot of these reports I'm going to talk about. I I just remember I can't find them on the internet, yeah. but I've read them in books. There's like a report down in Iowa actually where this this was just recently, like in the 1960s. Oh. This farmer was out plowing his field. It was basically like passion land. He was digging it up, digging up all the ground to till yep. it. Well, he had a his plow hit something, broke his plow. Well, it turned around. It was like a stone sarcophagus, it was a twelve yeah. foot sarcophagus that had twelve foot tall, well, ten foot tall bodies in it. Yes, yeah, I was thinking of this story the other day. I was like, where, when the hell was that? I know I it was like in the sixties. It was not that long ago, technically, yeah. if you think about it. And it was a down in Iowa. So yep. Iowa's got some cool shit. Unlike the people in North Dakota, you guys suck. Uh, not good. No, it's you're not, not good. good. Actually, North Dakota's got a really cool giant story. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, was, was that the same one where, where the guy turned his stuff in and then they just said... Well, we we'll get to that, that later. Yeah. What, what, well, so the nefarious that, part so of the whole was giant like a, thing. Nebraska one, too, that was very similar to that. Yeah, it's like Nebraska. There's all over the place. Yeah. Even, like, the big thing, too, you think, like, during, like, I got a report here. During World War II, Arthur Ivan T. Sanderson, the guy, the Bigfoot guy, Bigfoot Round, tells yeah. tells how his crew was bulldozing through sedimentary rock when it stumbled upon what appeared to be a graveyard. 
In it were, were cranial skulls that measured 22 to 24 inches from base to crown, nearly three times as large as the skull, human skull. Had the creatures to whom the skulls belonged to been properly proportional, they would have been anywhere from 12 foot or taller. Yeah. Man, that's... Well, you think about it, man. That's that's big. That's like grizzly standing up on its back big. That's only a couple feet taller are... than my middle brother. Yeah. I have a brother that's 7'1". I was going to say, yeah, so he's like right at 7. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm 5'10", and I come yeah. up maybe two at the top of his shoulders if he doesn't hunch over like he normally does. I mean, uh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... That, there are some weird reports from a lot of these bodies that they found. Cause I know there were multiple accounts up in New England, and this was also back... Mid eighteen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, they were digging these up. They found a lot of them were seven to ten foot tall, <coughs> larger skulls. But the thing I found weird that kept popping up was a lot of these skulls have a double row of teeth. That makes me think of the movie um, Coneheads. Oh hell yeah, yeah dude! Because yeah. they had like two or three rows. Yep. What if it, what if they kind of like had the thing like with shark if like. Maybe that's just the way there was, and when their teeth fell out, the other one just slid Right, ahead. that's what I, I thought, too. It made me think of sharks, where they have the rotating Ooh, teeth. But, yeah, it was like... Because there is reports double? of all these giants being cannibalistic, 99% oh, yeah. of them. There's not, there's not, they're yeah, all they reported were, being cannibalistic, yeah, so that very, makes very sense. Very strong, very aggressive. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, the, the double row of teeth thing, then it was like, oh, okay, well, maybe that was one report. But I found multiple reports from that same era where they're like, yeah, the skulls had a set of double teeth. This is South Carolina, New England area, Midwest. I was like, double teeth, man, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, hey, maybe there was just some kind of uh, uh, genetic variance that made this group of people super large, but... One, they're spread out all over the place. Yeah, and they're report- two. Even if you go with the idea that they are some form of uh, Gigantopithecus or some type of other Neanderthal, we have their skulls. They don't have two rows of teeth. Nope. They have single set like we do. You know, just bigger. And yeah, that kind of I was like double, <laughs> like like what? Like Doberman twins. Yeah, it's they're, just like like, they're, they're like their gum. It's like cows having extra stomachs. They just have extra chewing teeth for killing people. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeez. Cows. They go from cows to giants. Oh, hey, four stomachs, two sets of teeth on giants. And like with giants, too, like everybody knows, they've been mentioned throughout the Bible. They've been, they're actually first mentioned in the Bible. And there's yes. like, they mentioned like 32 tribes of giants are named in the Bible. 22 giants are actually named individually. You can yes. find these names online. All you, yep. do, all you have to do, people, is type in the 32 tribes of giants, and this will pop up. And this actually is from our Bible. That yeah. And not even just from, like, the, the banned books. Like, Enoch has a lot of different stuff in it, too, that yep. does mention uh, uh, the giants and some of their kin. And most people, when you think biblical giant, it's Goliath from, from the story. But yeah, no, they have uh, multiple. You have like giants. King Og and the son yes. of King Og, and there's a pile. Nebuchadnezzar of them. was supposedly a giant. Yes, and he was actually one of the bigger people. The yeah, he was quite important person. Yeah, in he the was Bible. very, very important. Uh, but yeah, even uh, not just with them, they also have reference to the Nephilim, which are I've never done a whole lot of research into them. But they were basically uh, the the crossbreeding of angelics with human females yep. to create a and they created this giant race which apparently lived in the ground in the stone or caves mm-hmm. but they are a gigantic race 
Men are more, that's a lot stronger than us. Actually, it's quoted in, uh, I got it written down here somewhere. In my, whatever. It's like in Genesis 6-4. If, yeah. if you go online and look up, I think Stephen Quayle is doing a thing called the Genesis Project. Mm, okay. And he mentioned that they're like known as men of renown, and yeah. they're like, Goliath is the most famous giant out of the Bible, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, because, well, it makes for the good story. Of, oh, yeah. A the parable of, you know, the little guy taking on the big yeah. monster. Yeah. But, yeah, no, there are multiple. Yeah, because what was it? Yeah, 32 tribes. Yeah. That are all of a giant race. Even going into biblical stuff, not even maybe necessarily with giants. You even go back to, say, like the Cain and Abel story, where where they go, okay, here's... This this is going more into like a, a biblical offshoot of other people that were on the planet. Yep. Now a lot of it is oh we had Adam and Eve and they had their kids and it was Cain and Abel. Cain attacks and kills his brother Abel and is kicked out. And they tell stories of him going off to another tribe to, you know, live Adam, his life the, in the Adam, land of Nod. Yeah. Is is the people of Nod, where it's like, I like even as a kid I was like, well if Adam and Eve are the first ones. This other Who the hell is he going to? But yeah, I mean, there were other other tribes out there. Yeah, and I know. I was in um, catechism, and I asked somewhat similar along the same right, question. Right. And my pastor, I can't remember his name, wonderful man, he's right. like, just blew me off, just talked about, took a different <laughs> yeah, road. Yeah. I'm like, why, why do you ask? He's like, probably thinking, why is this kid asking the tough questions? Right. That, we don't want to answer that. Just yeah. have faith, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it's... Uh, there were plenty of other people running around. Like I said, that 32 tribes of known giants, that's not even including just the regular humans. These are known giants. Nephilim running around. Every culture in the world has giant has stories. giant stories, much like vampires and Werewolves. All, yeah, Anything. Know, ghosts, any of this stuff. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it's just a, a, a uh, common story theme that people would do. And I, I could see some of that, but there's a lot of similarities. It's one thing for different cultures to come up with stories of giant people. Mm-hmm. It's another to have them have some of the same goddamn traits as you're going to see in one, say, from North America to parts of Asia, where they have a lot of the same traits. Yeah. They're, they're not going to mm-hmm. make up the same exact traits on these things. And this is like behavior patterns. Yeah. Not just, oh, they're big. No, it's uh, most of them tend to eat people. Even in your fairy tale stories, most of your giants at some point they're grinding your bones to make bread. You know, yeah. they they are <laughs> eating flesh. They are eating people. Yeah, it's also a lot of people say like you're saying it's a cautionary tale. Be careful right. if you get too big for your britches. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Like this could happen to you, and you lose sight of what you need to be working. Right. On. Basically, it's like pretty much saying don't let all the power go to your head if you do get the power. That's yeah. what a lot of people say giant tales are about. Oh, also. yeah, yeah. No, I, I can see that. Yeah. Then you got the crazy people. Like, I also notice, too, like a lot of these times or sightings usually are the most extreme locations, like inhospitable oh. almost to a yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Because you have their port down the Florida Everglades. Who in the fuck was in the Florida Everglades unless you want to get eaten by a goddamn alligator? Right. Yeah. And, and or bit by a water moccasin and humped by a skunk ape. Right, and unless you're out, you know, hunting alligator every once in a while and just are lucky enough to come across it. Yeah. Because Most it, people aren't just hanging out in the middle of the goddamn Everglades. Man. No, it's an awful place. Yeah, mosquitoes suck. Oh, it's just deadly. Yeah, because there's that report where them five guys went down there because it was really drought year in Florida. Oh, okay, Everybody's yep. probably thinking, these guys don't do any research. I'm like, I'm just repeating what I remember. Right. 90% of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but they go down there, and they find this trail, and one of these guys track it. And it ends up like six of them go down there, two come back, 
the other ones are killed, and they actually kill the giant, and they can't drag the body out because it's like 14 feet tall. Right, right, sitting around that, you know, 1,200-pound range. Mm-hmm. Then it's just like, there's like other reports, like the coolest one I can remember reading I don't remember what book it is in. If anybody can find this, please email it to me. Oh, hell yeah. Because there's that. a story in there that takes place on the East Coast, I'm guessing around 1880 to 18 to the 1900s. Right. And this town paper reports they see this giant man walking down Main Street. He starts. He just appears at one end of the Main Street, and he walks down and disappears at the other end. But the whole time, he's wearing like a bright, shiny, tinfoil, like metallic suit. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it was in a Bigfoot or some book where they're talking about weird occurrences, and this yeah. is what one of the stories was. It's always stuck in my head because yeah, he's like a red haired. They said red hair. Oh, red hair, too, really? Yeah, wearing a shiny, like they said, like metal suit. Yeah. And he walked from one end of town to the other. Oh, good Lord, it's already started. Hang on, folks. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. That was my wonderful son. He's kind of tired and grumpy, like I am crabby. right now. A little like, crabby. Yep, I didn't get a nap today, and I need a nap. That's not good. <laughs> but like I was saying, like that, there's on the East Coast, I was saying. Yeah. Like, I'm going back to the inhospitable places. They're like, Death Valley is where a lot of these, there's, I got a couple reports from Death Valley. Yes. Death Valley is just a weird fucking place, because you have reptoids repeated there, reported there, and then you got, in 1947, a local newspaper reported the discovery of a nine-foot-tall skeleton by amateur archaeologists working in Death Valley. Hmm. Why would it, first of all, let's, why would you go to Death Valley? It's like right. 110 there every day. Oh, yeah, it's got off. It has death in the name for a reason. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, why would you set up camp? Well, obviously, they didn't survive there because they found their bones. But Yeah. But, yeah, no, a lot of them do. There are stories of them in pretty shitty places. I saw a couple, actually, where there had been some sightings in, uh, like, around the Grand Canyon. And, yeah. again, another place where you have a lot of reptoids. Uh, sighted there. Egyptians, supposedly Egyptian stuff there. Yes. And there actually is parts. I took a picture of it. I'm going to look it up on my phone here quick. Where you're like, you um, you can actually get banished from the Grand Canyon. Did you know that? Yes. I, I have heard that. <laughs> Let me find this picture. I'll read it. I took it. I'm like, what? There's no way. This is this was on the internet. So I believe the internet, folks. Right. Here it goes. Most parts of the Grand Canyon National Park can be assessed if you have the skills and get the backcountry permits. Most caves and ruins are off limits. You can probably access them, but you'll face fines and banishment. Yes. First of all, how come I've never heard about any really ruins in the Grand Canyon besides that little blurb? Or if you look it up and everybody's like, right. if you look up ruins in the Grand Canyon, it's always like, oh, they don't exist. They don't exist. But the national government doesn't want you to yes. go there. So now, the, the, some, some of the stuff I've heard out of there was that it's, it's like old Hopi ruins yeah and they don't want people messing with it that's and it's like well that's that. fine I, I get that but i've also heard that there are whole sections that are blocked off and a lot of that is also areas where reptoids have been sighted on camera where mm -hmm. people have taken pictures of them yep. and there again you go back to say the uh denver airport <laughs> the the you know reptoid, <laughs> the gnome dildo yeah you know gnome dildos the uh you know reptoid sanctuary and that might be like a place where we've Okay, no one's going to come bother you here. You're safe right down in here. And yeah, there are chunks of it that are huge. Actually, fines. chunks of it are no fly zone to you by oh, commercial yeah. aircraft. You can't yeah. fly over it, certain Not, chunks. Of yeah, it. nothing goes over there. Nothing yeah, <laughs> goes I know. over there. I know. You know. I've, but yeah, no, like, like some of the stuff I know they'd seen 
different cave paintings. And some of them, before they close some of this off, some of the reports that people have out of there is like, these are not like the regular Navajo and Hopi cave paintings that we're used to seeing. These things were different. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are, it sounds reminiscent of uh, cuneiform or hieroglyphic type writing. Yep. Which seems to also be tied into a lot with these mounds Nephilim's and some and of that stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's ancient stuff. Well, it's kind of funny. There's a saying I read while doing all this research, and it comes from the First Nation. I'm not sure which tribe, but this First Nation person said this. Something lives only as long as the last person who remembered it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you, this, this kind of goes to that whole uh, Tulpa thing. Yeah. So, could giant, all these giant sightings, which I don't believe are Tulpas, it's a possibility that yeah. it could be oh, just... Yeah. Because I know on Wes Grimmer on Sasquatch Chronicles, he mentioned that he got one report. I'm just talking about yeah, and he got a report from a guy up in Alaska, and the guy didn't want it, he didn't want to do a report. He just told him verbally what he saw, and he saw yeah. like a 14 foot tall giant walking alongside a mountain that had like bottom canines or tusks. Oh shit! Yeah, then he got reports he's, he's from Mont- like a, a, a Norse giant from Jodenheim, you know? Yeah. And if somebody from Montana would listen to us, they could probably tell us about the reports of giants in Montana because there's been quite a few in there. Yeah, I, I yeah, I came across a few different little sightings where they'd seen them up in the mountains and yep. some of those areas. <coughs> and there is a lot of untraveled spot in Montana, man. There's oh yeah, a whole there is, lot of big a, open. I, I like a whole Montana. lot of big open. Yeah, I really do like Montana. It's kind of spendy for what it is and winters are shit there <laughs> but it's really pretty if you go like in the fall or spring but yeah there's a whole lot of open area man i don't i wouldn't even call it open it's mountain and forest but i mean yeah. it's pretty much untouched it, basically for modern day humans it's pretty much inhospitable yeah it's like no one goes there unless they're like trying to get away from everything and right that's just what and they want to do they go off on little tracks to hunt fish and that's all they're going is on those trails man there's just deep dark thick forest and shit in there shit that will eat you yeah who knows what's rolling around in there well since since we're talking about shit that will eat you we're going to talk about north dakota (laughs) well (laughs) well (laughs) i have eaten there and uh see north dakota's kind of cool they got rugby north dakota that's like the center of the continental of of north america and canada that's like basically but we're going to talk about the mandan graveyard oh in 1883, the Mandan pioneer printed a story about the document discovery of two vast prehistoric cemeteries which giants had been buried. It didn't take long for the story to spread throughout the country, reaching well-respected publications such as the Scientific American. That's a pretty big oh, name, wow. even back then. Yeah, no. Yeah. Labeled as a city of dead by various papers, the first cemetery was said to have been on the bluff near the junction of Hart and the Missouri Hart River and the Missouri River, just east of Fort Lincoln Road. The cemetery was said to be over 100 acres, which was filled with the bones of giants, wow. of a giant race. The second only got a brief mention. It is said to be five miles north of Mandan on the Bismarck side of the Missouri. Exploration of this area has not yet been conducted. That's back in when they were put our article yeah. out. But there's nothing after that. If you try to do research on... Oh, what did they find? Not Nothing. Mentioned. Really? And try- That's a lot of acreage, too, though, man. I mean, 100 acres is a good chunk of land. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's 
even with giants being buried there, man, that's a lot of acreage for for bodies to be getting dug up oh, and then it, just disappeared. It, it, it gets better. This is what the report says. In trying to find out more about the cemetery, a reporter from the Mandan Pioneer questioned an aged First Nation person about what his people knew of the graveyards. He answered, we know nothing about them. They were here before us. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, it, it seems like there are a lot of uh, natives that have old stories of dealing with this giant race. Yep. And I had come across one. It was a... Uh, they were talking with uh, natives, and most of them seem to really revere these mound areas, even though they aren't their burial grounds. Yes. There, right. There's a certain amount of respect for it. But this would have been back, again, 1800s. They were speaking with an Ojibwe native who, who had... They were asking about these mounds and that. Mm-hmm. And he gave a story of about 200 years before that, so it would have been 1600s, roughly, that uh, they have stories that their people had fought this race of giant people. And the giants were stronger than them, but because the the natives were a lot more agile and a lot smarter, they basically out-strategized these guys and wiped this group out. And there are, I found multiple stories from different tribes that have same stories of having big conflicts that stayed in their storyline for a few hundred years of contact and in interactions, none of them peaceful with this giant race that was well, on example, this country. First example of not being um, peaceful, which is in First Nations history, is the Lovelock Gaze. Oh. Never heard of that? No, I don't think I have. Basically, this, I want to say Navajo, well, you know, this First Nation tribe had a problem with these red-haired giants that oh, lived in Lovelock. <laughs> yes, red-haired giants. Wow. Well, they this tribe, this these red-haired giants were abducting people and eating the parts yep. of members of the tribe. Well, they find out, they track them back, the Braves track them back to where they're at, and they find this case system. Well, they pile a bunch of brush up in, and they f- smoke them out and kill them, basically burn them to death. Yep. And they found this cave that the nat- nation, First Nations people were talking about, and they actually found, like, sandals in there that probably fit, like, size 14 to 22 or whatever. Huge, oh, wow. huge yeah, yeah. goddamn sandals. They some Shaquille O'Neal boots there, man. Yeah, and they found them there, and there's actually proof that there was giants there. Wow. Yeah. See, I think it's it's crazy that the red hair thing keeps popping up, especially Well, in... you know what they said about, you know what they say about gingers, right? They suck your soul. Oh, they do. They, they're they awful. I love them. I love them. <laughs> I have my, my middle boy. My middle he boy is, is a ginger. He is. And he has sucked my soul out of my body several times <laughs> just by the stupid <laughs> shit he does. Right. Love you, buddy, but you done some dumb to shit. <laughs> Speaking of dumb nature. shit he's done, he had fun this oh, happy belated 4th of July, everybody. This is, we're recording this after the fourth long 4th right, right. of July weekend. Well, he went out and had a couple of cocktails. Uh-oh. Well, from what I figured out, he found out that McDonald's has fries. He told me, we come back, and I'm like, did you know McDonald's has fries? And I'm like, yes. So we go buy him. What? what? <laughs> Just wait. It gets better. It gets <laughs> better. And he said, and we got fries. So to get something in his stomach. Right. You know, his stomach. Oh, yeah. And he's like, these are the best ratio of salt <laughs> to potato fries in the planet. I'm like, all right, dude. What have you been drinking? And what have you been smoking? Right? I'm like, Jesus, what man. are you doing? Oh, my God. And he's just like, I, uh, I, 
yeah, whatever. He's going to do what he's going to do, but. Yeah. I'm like, he's an adult, man, but. Yeah, and I'm like, what? He's like, I didn't know McDonald's had fries. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's right on the commercials, man. They got the best fries on the they planet. They do. I'm not a big fry fan, period. They have the best fries, but they're the worst ones for you. Oh, yeah, no, and that's why they're the best. That's why like, they let's taste be honest. Like, like I said, that's why I have mad respect when you're talking fast food stuff for Hardee's. Where everybody else is like, Monster hey, we're giving... Monster Burger is the only uh, thing you need from Hardee's. Right? That's it. Just, Nothing else. They're, they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to give an apple dippers. And, no and Hardee's is like, no, fuck that. We're going to throw more bacon and some jalapeno poppers, and we're going to dip that fucker in grease. Yeah. And you're going to like it. Like, okay, I'm going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't give two fucks. They're just like, no, just, as shitty as you want it, we're going to make it. We don't care. We're not bending to the health food. We're, no. we're fast food. But man. if you're going to eat our food, we know you're going to die from it. Oh, yeah. We don't care. There yeah. there will be more behind you. Yeah. No, but like the red... We'll get back to the red hair. Right. It, it's a very common trait. It I don't is. know why. There's uh, like reports like all over the world, it's always got some type of yeah. reddish hair. Like I said, if you're in parts of, say, Europe and things like that, I, I get that because that does genetically tend to be a, a track through Anglos. But to be over here in, in North America, where for thousands of years, it was natives. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, they are not born with red hair. It's dark hair, dark eyes, darker skin. Not until, like, conquistadors and some of those came over and interbred did you start seeing some of that. Yeah. But you had to have a race of giants that you would assume, I mean, that with those traits, they have to have come from a central spot. Yeah. I mean, at some point. They had to have. Migration. It's like basically yeah. everybody thinks they probably sailed on ships and came to North America right. at one point in time. Well, even there, you, you look at uh, like the Bering Sea and that's straight up there. At one point, that was a land bridge. I mean, yeah. that's how we figure a lot of the First Nation people originally came over here from Eurasia. Yep. Was or the giants could have been here there. originally and yeah. the First Nations people were the ones that came were the yep. invaders. And, and like I said, a lot of the stories, like especially fr- from uh, the native stories, it seems like they were not strategically minded. They were a little stupider. And it's like they relied on just their brute strength to kill stuff. Yeah. I mean, and that's what they did. They, they went around and went, smash, that, that, that cow is mine. I'm going to eat it. Pretty much. You know, oh, that two-legged cow, that's mine. What a weird noise it makes, pop. You know, I mean, and, and they basically just... Because a lot of the, the native strategy, as far as battle goes, dude, they were they were vicious fuckers. Oh yeah, and they had some really good strategy stuff for combat, and I, they these bigger, dumber giants, I think, just couldn't keep up that pace. You know, that's you're gonna get wiped out. Oh. You you are a threat to everything we are. It's the human way. It, it's you either get out of here, or we're going to make sure you're not here to threaten us anymore. See, but I still, I still think things. some giants are still around. There may not well, do be too. as many as there used to be. Yeah, I, I think there probably are still. I think in, they've gotten smarter. Yeah. At, better well, at hiding. I mean, over thousands of years, I mean, they they had to have had some kind of evolution go on, you know. Also, But too, I think in, in more out-of-the-way places where they're not being bothered and they're just killing off goats and, and deer or whatever. That's See, but in. if you go back to, okay, let's let's reverse this a little bit. You'll right. look back at the Bible, and the Bible they're talked about being, they have their own society, yes. their rulers and that. It's easy for a civilization to really downgrade itself very oh, rapidly. Yes. So they're probably at their peak back in the Bible, and that right. they got talked about. Now, since something happened to them, they got a disease or something, and they just 
they're degraded in the society, then they just spread out more, and they kind of regressed in their animalistic right. behavior. Well, like, like <clears throat> we had talked earlier with EDs and reptoids. Yeah. The ones that stayed here de-evolved to survive by scrapping and, you know, yeah. eating what they can, scavenging. And who's to say, because we have no idea what their, their life cycle is or anything else. It, it could be the same human plague that things deal with now where we breed so much faster like even when you go into say tolkien's lord of the rings by the time you get to the the trilogy humans are overtaking everything that's why the elves are going to leave because humans breed so goddamn fast that they're just like this is their place now there's nothing wrong with it oh it's it's not (laughs) but i'm just saying you know that could have also had a factor too and even at that time we we were it's not the the multiplication rate we have now simply because there's just less people but it's still a fast breeding cycle relatively fast breeding cycle yeah and has pushed them into and mix that with maybe diseases they came across like you said something they dealt well, with that they couldn't deal the, with from us it's like the end of the and like basically a lot of the reports would be right around the end of the dryest period yeah. And there's actually an ice age, a tail end of an ice age. Maybe the weather got too warm for them. Maybe global warming actually did affect something. Right, right. And, that, and there's just like, because there's a Bergman's Law. When you get a large body, you need to be in the cooler temps. Yes. Because large bodies displace more heat, and they need to be cooled down. Yeah, I am proof of that. Yeah, you are. You I mean, it, it really is, man. It's. But that's a thing, too, because that can make a difference. Like, actually, a physical change in the temperature could affect breeding populations yes. we see it all the time in the animal world oh yeah and even like with some humans like some populations just leave an area because it gets yeah. too hot or it's something is not yeah, something adequate. is not right for it anymore either yeah. there's nothing left to eat uh you know the the temp has gone too extreme a direction that they don't want to deal with it to overcome it but yeah temperature affecting things they started finding this even back 70s and 80s that temperature affected say like uh alligators and crocodiles yep and it wasn't that big of a degree of difference and all of a sudden all you have is males yep and it doesn't take too many of those generations <laughs> of those being born in that kind of population. and they're all gone because there's no more females yep and they're not exactly designed say like some frogs where they can just be like asexual eh, it's, it's called asexual yeah no. i'm gonna be a girl now and i'm gonna have babies yep. you know they are not equipped to do that yeah and it could be something like that I mean, who knows? Well, I don't think they're asexual because I got, no. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the Solomon Giants. You ever heard of those? The I, Solomon Islands? I, I've, I've heard, but I've never really dug in. This is more of a sexual thing. The Solomon Islands is a sovereign state in Oceania, east of Papua New Guinea, consisting of nearly 100,000 islands. And its size, basically, for 100,000 islands, only covers the size of smaller than the state of Maryland. So, oh, okay. But it's just spread over a large area. Yeah. There have been reported giants by the inhabit. There have been reports of giants by the inhabitants. The reports seeing the giants, which are called the Guadalajara, Guadalajara, I could say this word earlier. You're right. I could. I'm like I practice saying this word. It's not that hard. Guadalcanal giants. The giants appear to have long hair varying in colors such as black, brown, and reddish. Red again. They always. They also have protruding double eyebrows eyebrow ridges, bulging red eyeballs, flat noses, and a wide gaping facial features. Local newspapers are aware of their their existence also. There's a lot of reports of them. Right. 
There have been reports of these giants destroying construction sites and even kidnapping people. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the most famous of a person being kidnapped by a giant is the story of Mango. That's not a real name. That's what they just right. used. Who, who, this Mango chick has actually since passed away. Mango had been kidnapped 50 years earlier, roughly, and spent 25 years with them, the giants. Jesus. The local people thought Mango was dead until she was found pregnant and hysterically frothing at the mouth in a garden on the northeast corner of the, an island where they found her at. Wow. When the men realized who she was, they tried to capture her, but her skin was as slimy as an eel. They found it difficult holding her. One of the men got an idea to use some rough, partially rough sides of leaves, or rough leaves, to yeah. hold her down and tie her up. Understandably, she was mentally unstable for the remainder of her life. She eventually gave birth to a half-caste son, basically a half-breed. Yeah. The bastard boy lived till the age of five when he, one of Mango's brothers slaughtered him. Mango's case is not the only reports of this sort. Wow. So if you're looking for a vacation, come on down to the Solomon Islands. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I... I... See, but I find it interesting. Oh. Like, okay, the one word in there that really sticks out to me is her skin was covered in slime. Right. That makes me think of maybe she was actually being bred with more advanced. This is what going in the alien right, right now. Right, right. Because when you're coming, you ever see the movies where they come out of the birthing tanks and they're yeah. all covered in slime because yeah. they're trying to keep the species, the yeah. test subject alive? Well, even like uh, Matrix. Yeah. First popping out of there. Yeah. Maybe she escaped holder. from her pod and was right. pregnant. And then that happened. That's why she was covered in slime. Right. Interesting. Yeah, because I don't know. It's not like she, you know, mutated into a hagfish where she's going to create slime when she's panicked. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's not a normal human behavior trait. No. But that's that's weird. Just think about it. It's just like if you're watching any sci-fi movies, anybody, the bad guy or where they're breeding, aliens are breeding with humans. They always got them in them tanks and they always come out and they're all slime covered. That's what that made me think of. Wow. So maybe there could be some advanced technology, and they're not as dumb as we think they are. Right. At least certain ones aren't, because yeah. this is in salt. This is in Oceania. This is hot weather. Yeah, and and you know it is a little. I mean, there are, there are neighbors around there. I mean, quote neighbors. Yeah. But it is pretty isolated down there. You and you can I mean? actually like a lot of them islands are all volcanics. Yep. Who knows that they could be connected by lava tubes oh, between yeah. islands? Oh God, yeah. That's Wait. a lot of things. They live in caves. Maybe they know there's a little network underneath there, and right. they got their own thing going on. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, a massive, you know, ant colony, for for lack of a better visual term of it, yeah. where they're just, boop, boop, yeah, over here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. That, yeah, that is pretty crazy. That's so what else you got wild. over there, Marty? That is fucking wild. Uh, no, I was going to hit, and I know a lot of people have heard this story. Excuse me, folks, I got like a cough that won't go away. <laughs> it's me. But, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the more modern... Kandahar giant encounter. Yeah, uh, it actually took place apparently in 2002. Let's compare notes because I have the same story. Let's see right. if you got the same thing I did. <laughs> now, what what happened? This was over in in Kandahar, uh, Middle East. There was Afghanistan. a Afghanistan. Yep, Afghanistan. A lot of weird stuff happens in Afghanistan. Yeah, there's it's like a lot I have, of weird. yeah ghost stories, all kinds of crazy flying stuff. creatures. Oh yeah, flying. Actually, there's reports of like a cat with wings that was yes. seen Which like, I, and it wasn't I a small want. cat either it's no, about the size a, of a fucking a, cougar yeah it's a large cat but yeah no uh there's you know because we have plenty of soldiers stationed over there a small group of them go out on patrol up into the mountains 
they lose contact with them. There's nothing uh, for a few days. There's no tick, which is a, a troops in combat callback, which a lot of times over there, if there's even a question that there's something going on, they will call it back into base and say, hey, possible tick, be ready to send out support. Mm-hmm. Nothing from these guys. They don't hear from them. I think it was for like a week. Something like that. They didn't yeah. hear back from them. And so they decide... Actually, I don't even... Like, in the military, if you're not here in contact, unless you're in an alert unit, yeah. you, a week is a long fucking yeah. time. They go by hours, usually, and, and something and, like that. But these, yeah, these guys were gone. Nothing. Uh, they end up bringing in a group of Green Berets, which, if you don't know, they are the, the highest of the highest trained, basically. They are our elite special forces for the Army. Uh, equivalent to, say, like, the Navy SEAL version, uh, but... They're the Green Braves, man. They are not stupid. They're very intelligent people. Tough bastards, because the training they go through is intense and crazy. They're called snake eaters for a reason. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they go through a lot of rigorous stuff to make sure they are mentally okay to do the stuff they need to do, which is make really tough decisions on the fly that will involve people dying on a lot of cases, yep. you know? Yes. And that's just what they do. They are trained that way. So they send these guys in and say, yep, they went up there. We lost contact with them. So this guy and his his patrol, they start heading up the mountain. After a while, they're not seeing anything. They come across a path. It looks like a well-used goat path. So they're like, well, let's head up on here. This is most likely where they would have gone up. So they start heading up, and along the path, they start seeing... Uh, chunks of equipment, like broken radios, pieces of uh, backpack, and they're like, oh shit, something went down up here. So they keep following this up, finding more equipment. They end up snaking up this path up to a plateau, and at the back of the plateau is its more mountain, and it's basically a funneled kill zone is what they see. They're like, this is an ambush spot. They find bones all over the place. Uh, more of the rest of these guys' broken equipment. And there are multiple cave openings back there. They go up and kind of look into some of them, and it's kind of a steep drop-off on a lot of them. It's like, they must have got ambushed. Uh, they're checking some of the stuff. Everybody's kind of keeping an eye out to make sure they're not getting ambushed. Well, the one guy sees movement out of a cave, and something comes flying out and hits one of his teammates, Joe, Right in the chest. See, my report, I said it was Dan. Yeah, see, they they called him Joe from the report I saw. But, yeah, they're like, what the fuck is this? And there is a a massive javelin spear sticking out of their teammate. And at that moment, a giant 10, 12-foot man comes barreling out of this cave, heading for Joe, apparently probably to grab his spear and start laying waste to the rest of these guys. Large, red-headed giant, again. Well, these guys, being who they are, immediately light this guy up. And they take him down and kill him. Uh, They start checking on their buddy Joe. He's already dead. They start checking him. They call in immediately. Hey, we we had a tick. We had this going on. These guys, somebody attacked us. Uh, We have a guy down. And they basically tell base... We were attacked by a 12-foot red-headed giant. So they send out two helicopters, one to pick these guys up and take Joe back, and another to actually confiscate the giant. And they 
wrestle a while getting netting around him, and they figured he at approximately about 1,100 pounds. That's, now, a, that's uh, a big boy. Yeah, it's, it's big. But, yeah, they uh, it, in what this guy says with their looking at him, uh, he had red hair, was dirty. Smelled uh, like dead bodies. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, smelled like carrion, basically. Yeah. Uh, had six toes and six fingers on each hand and foot. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'd seen this story before, and I just went, oh, that's weird. But they apparently uh, haul him off, and the story goes there was another pilot that afterwards had said, yeah, I was at the air base when they brought him in. It was a giant red-haired giant, and they transported him onto a C-130 and hauled him off to parts unknown. You know, we don't know where he went. But anyways... uh. The Green Beret group, they go back to base, and they know they're going to have to make out their report. So they all fill out their report, exactly what happened. Attacked by a giant, a spear was thrown at Joe, <laughs> and, and their superiors come in, and they're just like, yeah, no, you can't, you can't put this in. You yeah, need to rewrite this. Yeah, this didn't this. happen. <laughs> yeah, you need to rewrite this. So they basically all go back, rewrite it so it's changed to be like, there was a projectile hit Joe, so it sounds like a regular combat encounter. Yeah. Which, of course, their, their report is then immediately redacted and, and labeled as top secret. And they are told to sign NDAs, which is non-disclosure agreements. Do not tell anybody about this, which is pretty common for Green Beret and SEALs. Because they do a lot of shit where you can't go tell people what you just did. Yeah, like, like they did with um, Osama Bin Laden. Yes. SEAL Team 6. six. But yeah, after a few years, I mean, this guy felt bad he knows what happened to his friend and they have to basically tell his parents that yeah no we got ambushed by some you know guys out Afghanistan in the terrorists yeah some taliban in, in a cave when it's really like no man he got taken down by a fucking giant mm-hmm. it, it, uh, and it's a cool story but the guy's like fuck it i don't care anymore it's been this many years i'm gonna tell what i think this is what happened and of course there's no proof to corroborate it because everything's been blackballed and gone you yeah. know there, there's even if you did find their report that they put in it's going to sound like a standard combat report and 99 percent of it will just have a black line yeah it, exactly it's it's and then yeah that's like that's a that's but, the most common feature with all these reports of giants there's no there's no anytime the military gets involved or oh yeah another, we'll talk about the other one well, here see, in a little bit no no there, there's one thing that that I, I came I've I, like I said I've heard this story multiple times and the six finger six toe thing it was like oh that's really cool this time things clicked I was looking through other stuff I know what but when you go back and look at the written stories of the Nephilim the Nephilim all are said to have six fingers six toes also from that same area of the world mm-hmm. and I just went oh. Oh, because I never, like I said, I never really, I knew what Nephilim were. I never really looked into them much until I saw that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> foot, 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 foot. Six fingers, six toes. By God, are you shitting me right now? <laughs> but I was like, oh, interesting. See, and, but I'm trying to, well, if I remember right, I correct my biology is a little bit old. But if I remember, six fingers is a dominant, is basically a genetic, dominant genetic trait. If I remember right. Right. From high school biology, if I had my science teacher's credits. So basically, if you have six fingers, you have domin- dominant genetics. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, that, uh, I had never really pieced that together before. I was like, oh, 
because I'd, I'd often wondered, like, especially in that area, it's like, well, could they be, uh, you know, the the offspring of, of Nephilim going forward? And yeah, like I said, when I saw that, I was like, oh, oh, six fingers. Yeah, but and you gotta look at it too, fingers. like, because the oh, cave yeah. systems, a lot of reports are all these giants going in caves. Right. It's easy to hide underground from oh, anybody. Oh, yeah. Well, get, especially when you get into like those mountains, the, the mountains around, even just around Kandahar, are riddled with caves. Mm-hmm. Man, they are just limestone caves all over the place up there. It's not just not that. It's like even in America, we have the mammoth cave oh, yeah. system. You have we have miles upon miles of underneath our yeah. feet. That there could be a cave underneath Watertown system under yeah. Watertown, we wouldn't even know it. Yeah. No, and and no. yeah, unless somebody stumbled across it or fell in a sinkhole. Yeah. I mean, you don't even know it's there. Yeah. But like too with like I was saying like the military there's a, this isn't the first time about the Kandahar giant there's also a report from 1942 in the Aleutian Islands giant human remains were found on the Alaskan mound graveyard during World War II in June of 1942 the this basically happened during when the Japan actually seized a couple islands in the oh, Aleutians yep and the islands they seized the the islands of Atta and Kisha where they reportedly recovered, where the Japanese reportedly recovered the remains of a giant that measured 12 to 15 feet tall. Wow. So, military, our government has always been interested in this stuff. Yes. Super soldiers, let's just say it point blank. That's what yeah, they it, want, a bigger, stronger soldier. Yeah. And and uh, honestly, to some extent, the, the dumber they tend to be, the more malleable they can also be mentally. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, no... Uh, like I said, we, we had a big explosion in the U.S., 1800s, of finding all these mounds. Uh, apparently, President Lincoln even put that into one of his speeches. Every See, I've, I've never heard that. You yeah, told I, me about I, it before we started yeah. recording. I'm like, I want to hear this. That's what interests me. I was like, oh, oh, shit. Okay, well, this was big news then. But yeah, they were doing some kind of uh, thing up at Niagara Falls. And, and part of his speech now being from that time we don't have video of these things to keep them around and a lot of those speeches were not saved you know no. it, it's not like it was some great. of his bigger speeches it was just one he gave out there but apparently there were reports that uh he had uh mentioned it in the speech that he said you know it's wonderful that we can stand here and how powerful it is to watch this much like the larger men who were here before us walking this land i was like oh abe <laughs> oh oh abe so he went from a he's talking about giants and he went to a vampire slayer what the hell yeah right <laughs> hey he was multi-talented man he that's was. just what it was he was a badass no, I, I don't know man so, some of the stuff now you look at some of the uh the accounts of people that are trying to to debunk the idea of of giants and and some of them you go back to even say like the ancient Greeks, where they were like, oh, they have giant cyclopses. Well, the Greeks found these elephant skulls, and and the big center hole they thought was an eye where, where its trunk, trunk would went. be, and and yeah. see some of their bones are like ours, so they just assumed it was a giant cyclops. Okay, so you're telling me the Greeks, who we give credit to. Establishing modern democracy, the Senate, geometry, geometry, scientists. all these sciences <laughs> for idiots. They, they follow all this, but by God, they found an elephant, elephant skull, which they were around. They had seen them, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, they're like magical one-eyed giant. E- either they're brilliant or they're fucking not. You know, I mean, yeah. if you're figuring out like Pythagoras, Greek, 
It is is a cornerstone of modern algebra and geometry. Yeah, they're no. You made this. See, but but you're confused by an elephant skull. Fuck you. I don't buy it. That's just bullshit. Yeah. That's trying to to wash over and and lie about your history. See, but the biggest whitewasher of the group, I know you're thinking it. I'm just gonna. Oh yeah, man. The biggest whitewasher of this whole giant conspiracy thing is the Smithsonian. Yes, at least in the U.S. here. In the U.S., yeah, because they're always talked about, oh, giant sponsor. All of a sudden, the Smithsonian swoops in oh, yeah. and disappears. And like, where's it go? We never received it. It what got lost in transit. Yeah. Well, a lot of them even, like, they were doing this back in the 1800s. They mm-hmm. were bringing the Smithsonian in. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll take these. Well, they just all crumbled being in the air. Yeah, they just what? disappeared. I, I can understand some of them. Yeah, probably are. No, I, I'm going to call bullshit, man. Why? Why? It is my question. They have a long history of doing this kind of stuff. For numerous different things. Yeah, anything that doesn't fit things. anything that doesn't fit normal yes. what scientists say is our natural history. Yes, they don't want it to deviate from that. Yeah, it, time. let's say let's say they don't want it to deviate from that timeline. This right. is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. Yeah, this but, is where we're at. And, and there again, too, you run into some of that with scientists too. It's it's almost like they're so afraid to admit that hey, maybe we didn't know everything about this. We don't want to look like jackasses. It's yeah, just, it's like we don't. I can say I'll say that. two words: Clovis people, yeah, and Dissolvians. Yes, but they weren't around ever. Yeah, no, it's, no one could be that existent. But as we were talking earlier with uh, stuff being dug up, I want to say there was one in Nebraska as well, which might have been even after the '60s, mm-hmm. where it was a similar thing. This guy found uh, like these tablets out in his field. And they they did a newspaper story local of oh we found this stuff, and there were some like other artifacts. And again, they had something that was very uh, cuneiform hieroglyphic lay on there. Talking which, about the Kensington runestones? No, oh no, this was just oddball little stuff. It's a lot like the Iowa sarcophagus, mm-hmm. but a state over. But yeah, basically there the Smithsonian heard about this news story came down there and was like, oh, hey, we'll give you this money if we can take those and we're going to, you know, figure out what they are. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll take the money for it. Just let me know when you figure out stuff. Well, time goes by. He doesn't hear anything back. He starts calling Smithsonian going, hey, what's going on with this? And they give him the the department runaround. And eventually he gets to somebody who's, quote, in charge. And they're like, oh, no, the stuff we got from you was just this old... uh, native stuff that we found it wasn't anything interesting and we don't even know where it's at no and do you think really after that if that guy found something else he's even going to tell the fucking newspaper because it'll be gone in a heartbeat even if he doesn't sell it to him it will get broken into and disappear you know i mean it's like you know it is it's like the classic scene at the end of raiders of the lost ark oh yeah that's what it is yeah yeah it gets put into a warehouse Wheeled off, non- it's got a, yep. instead of a thing, instead of a name, it gets a number, one, two, yeah, three. Yeah, exactly. We've got our top men on it. Really? Top men? Top men, Indy. And <laughs> clunk, 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 massive fucking warehouse. Yeah. That, that, honestly, that's probably the greatest scene in that movie as it a is. kid. Yeah. I was just like, holy fuck, what else is in there? Is what my little head was going through. And they came out with this that. really shitty version of explaining what's in there with that terrible <sighs> Indiana Jones and yeah, the crystal skull. yeah. Uh, I just pretend that didn't exist. I tried to watch that again a while ago. It's like maybe you know I was got better with I was age. Tainted. No. <laughs> I was tainted going into it. No, it's it's shit. Oh, <laughs> it's no. shit. But yeah, no. I mean, it's it's they have a long history of and, and like you said, it's 
It's stuff that would deviate from what science has decided. This is our story we're telling. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that pops up. Because the go- basically we're talking about the government again. The gov- right. We're not political, but I'm just saying talking about the government. Yeah. Those few people in power do not think anybody is broad-minded enough. I understand people are smart, humans are stupid. Yes, yes. But there's enough of us out there like, hey, Sometimes you just need to fracture reality to actually accept reality. You yeah. just got it is what it is, folks. If there's giants out there, which I know there is, I'm not, I've never seen one, but I've, there's so many yeah, reports of people seeing 14 to 15 foot tall, right. not hairy creatures, regular humanoid yep. wearing like animal skin clothing. Yeah, there is something out there, they, but we just got, got to accept it. And most people like that listen to this podcast or yeah. just like. Anywhere like-minded like this. Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes it feels like, like we are preaching to the choir of, of people that already listen. Yeah. But there are some people I know that are in our audience who haven't heard a lot of this stuff before. I know there's a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's kind of why we do it. But, yeah, no, it's uh, – I, I just find it insane that the, the idea that it wouldn't be possible, that they would be out there. But there's it, just like, too much. Well, like with Giants, are we going to say it's Cube's Law? cube law where something gets so yeah. big it, it crumbles under its own weight that's just something science threw out there right. look at the size of an elephant it actually is a huge massive yeah. animal and the funny thing about this elephants can be the quietest things on oh. the planet there's plenty of hunters that have been out hunting African elephants yeah. and they're like searching for them all of a sudden they hear a little rustle behind them and there's a fucking yeah, elephant it's, behind it's them they're like where the fuck did he right come there. from yeah. they can move very quietly yeah. for their huge size well I, I love that recently we've been seeing a lot of videos pop up online of elephants that have been, like, sneaking over fences and shit. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, like, climbing over this brick wall. I'm like, how the fuck are you doing that? You're an elephant, man. Yeah. I mean, you are the largest land you, animal that we know of. You know, what are all you because doing? You're big, all because you look big doesn't mean you're clumsy. Oh, yeah, exactly. Look at sumo wrestlers. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Them are Dude. the most, at, well, some of the most athletic oh. people on the planet. Sumo wrestlers are. They're like huge guys, but can they move? And they're like yeah. really athletic. They got like, incredible balance. Yeah, a few years ago, we had one oddball channel before we got rid of a bunch of our cable that would actually run sumo late at night, like on the weekends. And I started kind of getting into it. Man, those guys are fucking crazy. They're badass, dude. Oh, yeah. They're just absolutely just, I mean, you see them, you're just like, oh, Jesus, big fatties pushing against each other. No, dude, that's, that's like mostly muscle, and they are super limber. Oh, yeah. like it's just like, boom, like, how did you just do that, man? You're like 330 pounds. But yeah, no, it's uh, that, yeah, like, see, with the elephants doing things like that, how, how could there not be? I mean, nature does a lot of shit that it's not supposed to be able to do. And you go back to even the old adage of the bumblebee. Yeah. The way it's designed aerodynamically in its Should body size, it shouldn't fly, but it does. Yep. And it flies pretty accurately. You know, nature. To, to quote Dr. Ian Malcolm, nature finds a way, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really does. And who's to say? Now, if, if you were saying that there's, you know, 50, 60 foot creatures walking around, I'd be like, mm, I'm, I'm a little more skeptical because that's a little bit bigger and harder to hide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's pretty fucking massive. But 12 foot? No. There's no reason they can't hide in Well, caves. okay, I'm using my brother's example. He's seven foot tall. Right. And he's skinny as a fucking beanpole. But he still weighs like 350 fucking pounds. Yeah. And he maintains it. My brother can, is skinny. Anybody who met my brother, you know he's skinny. Yeah. But either just... way, 
look if he gets more muscle on it basically do that it doesn't take much for your body to figure out if you go through genetic whites okay i need a little bit bigger rounder bones yep. to support this weight it don't take much to yep. do that so cuba to a certain point is null and void i think right right now i mean it, it explains off maybe why we don't have you know five foot wide spiders simply because of the structure of how they're built they yeah. can't support that weight with our gravity but there's the reports oxygen. of really big fucking spiders in south america oh there are you know they, yeah there's some that are 12 inch wide mm-hmm. well even even like say like the huntsman spider in in australia pretty harmless spider but they're a big creepy ass spider man they are a big boy you're scared of spiders aren't you no 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 they really don't bother me i was thinking you're scared of snakes uh-uh. no what are you scared of me heights well, okay. so, so if you find a way to sneak up on me with some heights then we're going to be in i trouble. thought you were scared of some creeped out by some type of animal no centipedes centipedes i don't like so if you're going to our facebook page <laughs> please post some pictures of centipedes <laughs> they, they, they don't they don't they don't freak me out seeing them but dealing with them in person yeah no fuck those things man i used to like them until one bit me and my thumb swelled up because they're poisonous as shit even the little ones we have here and i was like nope i'm done with you bastards (laughs) our old place we actually had spiders in the basement and i was like "Eh, there's a lot of these down here but then i saw they were starting to kill centipedes i'm like all right we got a deal you stay down here you're fine. If I find you upstairs, you're getting killed. And that was the deal we ranged up. So they killed off my centipedes for me. June bugs, I'm also not a big fan of. I oh, hate those right. fucking <laughs> things. Man, oh, like, I hate those hell? things. God, I hate them. I hate them with a rage. You no, know, most things don't bother me. But yeah, like snakes don't bother me. Spiders don't bother me. So but, Marty yeah, wants you, everybody centipedes. to post pictures of centipedes attacking and porcelain people. dolls. That's another one that I just can't deal with. What about uh, yeah. that one? <laughs> well, that one's just creepy in its own way, but yeah, I know porcelain dolls too, man. I can't, I just can't do it. I don't trust them. I don't just tr- don't trust them. Oh, good lord, they're inanimate <laughs> object, Maynard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or so they want you to believe. Yeah, they are. Have you ever seen a doll move? Have you ever, besides your love it, doll that you it, have it, in your bedroom? Ah, uh, that's kind of like girl. repossessing it by yourself. Right, right, right. That's not involuntary. <laughs> that's the voluntary you move. Not, in. not personally I've, I've seen video of ones that have apparently moved but but not personally no i don't they just creep me out man they always have it, it didn't help when like in 86 dolls came out from from full moon they later on went and did uh, puppet master oh, puppet master yeah. it's uh same kind of animation it's just super creepy no dolls is a good fun time man but yeah no it scared the shit out of me in like sixth grade i was like nope no nope, that's why i don't like those fuckers <laughs> Never liked them. I now I really don't like them. <laughs> but yeah, no. But yeah, no. I mean, it's uh, the it, it does explain, like you said, up to a certain point where certain things, yeah, it makes sense. They're not going to survive that. But a human going to fourteen feet, I don't see that as unreasonable. You know, you're no. not going to crush under your own weight at, no. at fourteen feet tall. No, I said fifty foot. Okay, yeah, things different start getting different, there. man. That's a fucking building walking around, yeah. you know. I mean, that's well, like that's you go in that anywhere from like ten to let's say ten to twenty foot range, right? You should be pretty fine if you're a giant walking yeah. around. I mean, you're probably going to have slightly different uh, breathing techniques, but at that point, your body has probably adapted to be able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Even you know, I'm not going to say to the extent of like an insect that will breathe through its skin rather than lungs. 
but you've got something adapted in your lungs to handle and, and take in that oxygen you require and you need, especially if there's something that's been around for thousands of years. You oh, know, yeah. It's, it's always about you know, genetic pre, evolution. Pre-biblical, yeah. I mean, re- realistically. Mm-hmm. You know. But, yeah, I I don't see why they couldn't. I Out of a lot of things, I think they seem more plausible than some of the other stuff that's out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they seem to be more plausible because they're more. I think they're more relatable because they look more like us. That's right. why it seems like it could be more plausible. Yeah, yeah. And, and like we touched on earlier, you know, a lot of people go into the the idea of like, oh, it's a collective thought of you know these stories of giant people. But I think there's been enough stuff that has been dug up and written down and looked at the stuff that hasn't been washed over by Smithsonian and other places that want to keep it quiet. Yeah. Like I said, and I think a lot of that just really boils down to we have this idea that we've decided is fact and this is what we are going to stay on. And there's a lot of things where they've gone, Oh, well that doesn't make any sense. Oh, it must be fake. Yeah. And they throw it out or they just, if they can't fake it, They'll come they in and go, just well, intimidate it's just you. gone. Yeah. It's just gone. Sign, it this, or you, sign this or you lose your house yeah. or your, your money. Yeah. Then yeah. the MIB show up and they brain scan you. Right. Yeah. That's it. They flash you to the end of the day. You realize you're your own. But, like, it's just, it's just because I know it's repeating or something. It seems like right. there are people out there. If you have a report of the giants, I mean, please email it to us. Oh, yeah. Love it. Don't be done there. You can bring it to us. We'll just put it in your house. So like the old saying goes, fuck normal. Normal's never won a goddamn thing. Bye.